Hey guys, what's up? We're back with another week of That Scale RC Show. I'm your host, Adam Dean, alongside with... Jeremy Kendall. And we actually have a special guest in the building today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, Helio DeAnda, a.k.a. Easy e uh, part of 2 Chains and Zonk's Garage. Uh, scale builder, I don't know. What do you call it? Fun guy? I don't know. <laughs> scale builder, scale builder party boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, since we finally have our first guest, um, I'm going to actually open this up with asking you some of the questions. And these are the questions that we actually asked each other on our first episode. So uh, just give us your first answer. And then after that, we're just going to start, you know, chit-chatting it up and, uh, See where this takes us. So, all right. So, favorite favorite scale crawler. Ooh, what do you mean? As far as my personal, uh, personal brand, whatever you want, just let us know. What is your personal favorite scale crawler? Uh, well, you know what my personal favorite brand is. Everybody should know that. Axial. Um, crawler. I have a lot. Uh, I like doing the old iron or uh, the Jeeps. I don't know. I mean, I, I got a lot of favorites. Okay. Well, I mean, you kind of narrowed it down. We're, you know, you went with a brand and a model, which is pretty much what we go, what we answered with. Okay. Um, so, where is your favorite place to go crawling? Oh, man. Uh, I'd say the Sierras. Okay. Rubicon, Rubicon area, uh, Ford Ice area, just up, up, up in the mountains. Pretty much what I said, Tahoe National Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite scale event? Oh, well, it was Axial Fest, really. But I don't know. I'm going to ProLine, so I, I got a new event to check out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Axial um, Fest for sure, uh, I mean, at least last year was epic. Uh, you know, the, the attendance was epic. All those people, I mean, putting the, really, I enjoyed that one, putting the faces to the names, you know, people that, that you follow and meet online and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of okay. course, my son, son got up on stage and bebops in front of whatever, how many people, that was pretty epic <laughs> for me. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That's we had yeah, that was fun last year. Yeah, we did, dude. We had tons of stuff going on. Um, what is or your current number of rigs owned? Twelve. That's Man, it. You knew that right off the top of your head too. Like you knew exactly. Yeah, I was just I was just counting them last night. That's <laughs> it. Well, that's it. Well, I'm getting rid of one, and then I'm probably gonna get three. So I'm gonna do three new builds. Man, I feel bad now. I have more than Elio. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Style of event, comp or trail? Trail. Okay. What would be your favorite scale tire? Ooh. (sighs) Can it be multiple tires? Sure, just give me a tire. 
Give us your multiple tires. We're, we're, okay, we'll take uh, Super Super Swamper XLs. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the bo- the Boggers and uh, Pipple. Uh, the Pipple tires are pretty pretty my favorite right now. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, what would be your favorite motor size? This could be brushed or brushless. Mm. My all-around favorite uh, brushed would probably be like any 35 turn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, brushless, I don't know. The only brushless car I have is a Hobby Wing right now. Nice. And that thing, yeah, that's it. I've, I've, I've been a brushed guy forever. I mean, that was my first brushless rig, so. Well, not true. Well, the bomber. No. Which what one? About the, what about the 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 um uh the big two two JK that went up in flames at the first crawl for a cure? Oh yeah, I yeah, never yeah. Heard about <laughs> that. remember that, dude? It went on fire, and I said, "This is the last time I'm putting a brushless motor in anything." Because, dude, it was a four twelve Rock four twelve, an RS system, uh, an Airtronics receiver i lost all in one fire episode oh my god yeah that was great too because his car looked like a ufo he had so many lights on this thing and then all of a sudden we're out for the night crawl i mean he crawled it all day we yeah. went out for the night crawl and all of a sudden we're like halfway through and and we're like it stinks and then and then Elio's was like woof i smell someone's electronics and then all of a sudden he goes Oh, it's me! Oh, <laughs> it's a fire! That's the worst. Oh, that was Crawl for the Cure. What year was that, Adam? The very first year, which I think was 2014. Yeah, that was the uh, the VPJK. Yep, the VPJK. Yeah, that thing was all. Yeah, that was that was the last time. I said I'm never running an expensive system again just because of this happened. Yeah, and then it was pretty funny. Then he went and throws it in his brand new. That was when you got your. That was right after you got the F one fifty, the platinum. Yeah, and then he stunk up his back seat. Oh, I know. I threw it in. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, was, now that we can get back on track, uh, <laughs> what is your current radio? Like, uh, what what receiver do you use? System? Dude, I'm. Uh, you're gonna laugh. It's it's uh, the stock axial radios. No, I know. I just want to, you just had to answer it because I know, but you oh, know. Audience. I got I one, and then I got one Airtronics uh, system. I run. The stock axial ones do work pretty good, but like I str- I struggle with programming is the only thing that that's the only thing I don't like about those radios is trying to program it for a winch. It, I. I don't know what it is, but I'll sit there and screw with it forever, and then finally I'll get it, and I won't even know how it'll just happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't, fi- I haven't figured that part out yet because I've always used the wireless controller winches. Because I guess there is a way to program it, but I, I haven't figured it out. It, it's well, not easy at all. Like, I mean, I couldn't even like sit here and try and explain it to somebody looking at the manual because the manual's like. I think it's wrong on one part of it as to like what button you push, but it's this crazy like combination of like turning the wheel counterclockwise and pressing one of the buttons that's on the grip and then turning it on at the same time. And it, it, um, it's gnarly. Jump, jump, jump on one foot, hop up and down three times. Yeah. It's really hard. So I'm hoping that all the RTRs from now on come with spectrum in them because that's a lot easier to try and handle. Well, see, that's what I was going to say because neither one of you guys. Well, actually, I don't know, Jay. You, you might. Um, 
But I know Elio doesn't have one of the newer rigs that comes with the Spectrum remote. No. So he's talking about the stock Axial Tactic radio. Tactic radios I run. Yeah, those are the ones I have trouble with. Yeah. They, uh... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just cheap. And plus, you know, people see my rig and they see stock stuff. So you know, kind of, kind of promotes the hobby. You know, I'm, not, I don't go out and flash the high end stuff. You sure. know, because you know, you're trying to bring people into the hobby, not like, oh my god, I got to spend that much. Exactly. You don't want to scare them to death. No, I think that's yeah. good. I mean, I, I still try and have several rigs on different radios so that I can loan them to people. But uh, mm-hmm. really, I mean, like the radio I use most of the time is just a fly sky that's been hacked, and I love that thing. And then uh, I got a 1-9 Wraith coming on Friday, and I'm kind of hoping that it comes with the Spectrum radio just so I can nice. see what it's all about. So I believe it does. That's definitely a car I want to get my hands on. <clears throat> I just have to hit. They're so cool looking. Like, I ordered two cars this week i got the unimog and then the one nine wraith and the wraith nice. gets here friday and i i can't really decide which i'm more excited about probably the wraith i think they just look so good that new body's so sick on those yeah i like the way they did the hood and everything too they did it really nice yeah i think it's oh, badass yeah well which leads us to the next question hmm. what would be the next scaler you would buy ah uh well I got a Mog. I gotta go pick up. Nice. Um, but I, I think I'm gonna get both. I'm gonna get a one nine Wraith and I'm gonna get the Mog. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about those two cars, but it's like right now those are like, I mean, I can run whatever I want and don't have to, you know, stick to one brand. But man, that's yeah. what's get like those are the two that jumped out at me is exactly what you just said. You know, the same exact yeah. cars. My only bad thing is, uh, too bad it comes with the one-piece axles, because if it came with the older axles, you can do the bolt-on uh, um, portals. Yeah, yep. That would, fit, that would fit the Mog perfect. I have a bunch sure. of those housings and stuff here, and then, like, I know Deadlock has a set of bolt-on portals that look yes, really good. Yes, they look really them. nice. Yeah, and, like, the, the anodizing looks a little more on par with, like, VP or something, rather than... Yeah. You know, one of the other uh, Asian companies, but yeah, those yep. those look good. The SSD ones are probably pretty decent too. Yeah. So, are you gonna go yeah. portals on yours, or what are you gonna do? I'm thinking, uh, I, I, because I, I don't know, it just doesn't look right without portals. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that direction too. I think it's the you only know, rig I, I think I have that I would even put them on, but yeah, I don't know. And if you can set it up right, that'd be a nice comp rig with portals. Well, I've got, I have a uh, LCG Truggy chassis, and so I'm going to uh-huh. actually end up, I'm going to run it stock for a little bit and then put it on that LCG chassis and uh, do the the bed. You know, that's why I'm choosing the Truggy chassis instead so that I can do the bed area up. And I'll either do a box and do it like rally style or do something similar to how it is stock. I'm not really yeah. sure, but that combo and, should be deadly, I'm thinking. Well, and to clarify... He's talking about the Northwest Scalar Design LCG chassis. Yes. What's that? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen that one. It's it's the guy that's making the tubing benders and stuff and the big uh, rig building jig. Oh, the jig? Table. Makes that yeah. jig? Yeah, yeah, it's that yeah. dude. He has some awesome stuff coming out. I don't know. I think I'd probably leave it the stock axial because, uh, um, I don't know, I think it'd piss more people off if you pull it with a stock axial chassis. 
you know, these guys all go to flat, flat rails and stuff, yep. but if you can pull some lines with a axial, like me and Adam built uh, some cheater rigs. Um, I started off with one and that thing was like a billy goat. So we built him one, but I don't know. It's kind of cool to do it with a stock axial. I don't know, just to yep. give you a base. It brings that more scale effect out. Right. I've always thought the same thing too. He, uh, this will be my first time ever using an aftermarket chassis, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what it's all about. But I, yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was kind of fun to just run the stock C channel chassis and see what it's actually, you know, capable of without, you oh, know, yeah, building a full on cheater rig. And they, they work yeah. great. Oh, yeah, they work Definitely. good. Well, the final question, and we can get into whatever topic you guys want to talk about, is favorite hobby shop oh well we know what one it was closed down but um i've been going to fast track my local hobby shop um they treat me good and they got a lot of stuff in stock so right now it's uh fast track hobbies nice sweet so and for those of you who don't know elio is up in roseville california yes fast, fast track is in rockland or is it in roseville yes uh, Rockland, uh, by the, uh, Tesla dealer. Okay. Cause yeah, they moved, they used to be really close to Helio. Now they're a little bit farther, but yeah. not too far. Yeah. So, um, and that pretty much sums up our questionnaire. So if there's anything else, uh, you'd like to add, um, no, I'm good. So yeah. what do you guys want to talk about, man? Anything. Uh, well, uh, you kind of covered a little bit of it. Um, what are some plans you got going on? Like, what are some events coming up that you're going to? I'm going to Proline by the Fire. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, and then me and you talked about uh, where we're going, going to Axial Fest. And then me and you talked about doing a, uh, an event uh, up at uh, Rubicon. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a camping crawl. Yep. So... But that's only, and then we got a crawl for the cure, right? Yep. First weekend of October. Yes, and then we, me and you, branched and talked about going to the Crawl Masters this year, uh, which will actually be technically next year because I think it happens in like January or February. Yes. Yes, the next uh, one. So I think we're gonna try our hand at the Crawl Master. Oh boy! Woohoo! Are all so of these kind of like northern, got, central California, like where you guys are talking about? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. All right. So really, it's probably 13, 14 hours for me then. About about what it was to get to Axial Fest if I were to, say, go down to do a Crawl for a Cure. Yeah, probably. Because, yeah, it's about... Um, the only difference with Crawl for a Cure is it's located a little bit farther in California, going towards Nevada, I want to say. Oh, okay. I think. Um, I'm trying to think. It's closer to the 50 side, if that makes sense. Okay. So, Cisco yeah, Grove it's is, uh, Pioneer, isn't it? Yeah, it's Pioneer. So Cisco yeah. Grove is on the 80 side, and it's over by Pioneer on the 50 side. So, yeah. And 50 is the main, for those who aren't from California, that's the main highway going up to South Lake Tahoe. Yes. Okay. So. Nice. Well, maybe I'll try and get go to Crawl for a Cure then. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Crawford Cure is fun. Um, and they do have hotels in Pioneer. Um, there's also um, there's also camping and cabins there. So if you actually register ahead of time, you can probably get a little cabin there if you wanted. 
Sick. That would be cool. I, I, I'm probably all party at Jay's cabin. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd probably go the tent camping route just because uh, like I'm one of the few people that actually enjoys like tent camping and not being in an RV. So. Oh yeah. I just ordered, I just ordered a, uh, a tent cot just for a uh, pro line cause I'm camping. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, the other, well, the other thing I'm going to throw into this too is remember, uh, by the time crawl three cure rolls around, we have uh, it's kind of like that end of the fall kind of time so yeah it's it is comfortable during the day like it's gonna be about like 70s ish and then by the time nighttime hits it's like 30 degrees oh, oh yeah that's that's nothing <laughs> <laughs> last last year uh no it was two years ago now in september we camped out over near um leavenworth washington and it got down into the 30s at night and we were like right by the water and stuff by this river and everything and had just a little two-person tent but i have one of those little uh mr heater like buddy like catalytic converter yeah or catalytic heaters and oh man that was just perfect inside there so from now on i'm good with any temperature it's not going to be a big deal so i'm not going to let that stop me nice well, some of the best camping we ever did was at Rubicon. Oh, yeah. Which actually blows you away because it's almost like camping in the desert because you're out – because we go. We used to go uh, for Cantina, which is always Labor Day weekend. So mm. was that the first, first September of – Yes. Or first September. First weekend. First weekend. Yes. Um, and so you're out there. Guy, like Guys have their shirts off. It's like 95 degrees. It's freaking hot. You're eating tacos. You're hanging out. All of a sudden, the sun starts going down, and by like nine o'clock, it's like forty degrees out, and you're just oh like, yeah, oh my gosh. And then yeah, we I mean we usually uh what was uh, we last year or not last year the last year we actually went. I remember hopping in my one sleeping bag and then hopping into my other sleeping bag <laughs> because the, because that one was moisture rated because. The one year I woke up, my whole sleeping bag, the top, was just soaking wet from all the moisture. Uh, well, one year, didn't one year we, we went, we just slept on cots. Yep. That yeah. was the year I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, those those are some good times. It's been a oh, while. Yeah. It's so, always a good time at, at Rubicon. Oh, yeah. So, the one thing I do got to say I like about Rubicon, because it is nice, um, is there's no cell reception. So it's kind of like a, it's like a double-edged sword. It's bad because, okay, if anything ever serious, God forbid, happens, it's hard to get, you know, help unless you have a ham radio or some sort yes. of way of notifying. But mm-hmm. the cool thing about it is you get to disconnect from everything and yes. you're just out in nature. So and I think, and I, and I think Jay would like uh, Sunday. Oh, our, comp, our, uh, oh boy. Oh, Yes. The five dollar challenge. So what you do is everybody puts in five bucks. Do we set up these gates on the water? I mean, they're pretty much you fall off the gate, you're going in the water, and the winner <laughs> takes all the money. That's cool. Oh yeah, man, we've had rigs go down river. People are running for them. Oh, oh yeah, that would be so <laughs> terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. Well, well, actually, I know it's a little out of, you know, whatever order, but we got a good question on our That Scale RC Show page on Facebook, and I think it's a good one. We can even have Elio chime in on this. 
Uh, it's a two-part question, and it's from Marcus Snow. And he said, I would like to hear you guys talk about the entrepreneurial side of things in the industry. Like, what makes you guys get into the business? What are, And then what are things or that you guys think could be done and need to be done that would be beneficial to the hobby and business surrounding the hobby? Oof. So let's know. see. Let's, let's start with Elio. Let's see what his answer is. What was the first question? What, so the first what, part was was what basically what got you into the industry? What got you into scale RC? Uh, it was the people, meeting people. Uh, I don't know, just the different builds, the the camaraderie. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what I got into. I mean, that's what brought me into it. Now I know this is kind of cheating because I know Elio like really well, so. The reason why I wanted him to answer first is he started out as a comp crawler. Yes. He was a big comp crawler. Then well, yeah, I was back in, uh, uh, shoot, the West Coast Nationals, um, AWCC. I mean, I got into comping pretty big. I, I Shoot, I was been comping. I, I comped, my first comp was with a Berg when the Bergs came out. Uh, me and my son had Bergs, and we comped all the way up through, oh, I don't know. I went to... Um, Oh, shoot, the Worlds. I was at the Worlds. And then my son was comping with me at age six. And then um, oh, what awesome. it got us out of what got us out of that was just the, I don't know, it just turned, I don't know, it just turned weird. I mean, people, um, we were at the AWCC and they had a kids class. So um, kids were XR10s with no dig. Um, my son was running it. He was, uh, so what, what went down was... Uh, all the these guys took all their digs out and they they came in with all the kids and my son's like he's like dad why'd they do that i go i don't know and then after that day he never wanted to comp comp again he goes dad i don't want to do this anymore that sucks that's what ended it for him and he was good he was he was uh the youngest kid comping there wow yeah that's a shame but you know that's what kind of turned me off was all the big heads and I don't know, I kind of got out of it and then got back into scaling and uh, just a lot better people, a lot better attitudes. Everybody's on the same page, you know what I mean? Right. For the most part, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah for, the most, for the most part, but, you know, it's just fun. I mean, it's bringing the, the fun back. You know, you, you're not out, you know, trying to prove your point, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, and then the second part of that question was, what things do you think can be done or need to be done that would be beneficial to the hobby and the business surrounding the hobby. Oof. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. Support your local hobby shops and um, promote the hobby. That's about it. I mean, that's what's making the hobby grow is promoting it and bringing families in. And um, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all I can think of. So now I guess I'll turn this question over to Jay. So I know we've kind of discussed this in like our first episode, but uh, what got you into this industry? Um, racer friends got me into it. Um, they were telling me how much fun it is and that I needed to give it a chance. And I kind of turned my nose up at it at first. I was like, man, I don't know if I could handle going slow all the time. And you know, so I was like, I don't know. And then I tried it once and then it just took off from there. And now it's like, 
everything in life. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, it becomes a sickness and you get addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the same thing, second part question, uh, what things do you think could be done or need to be done um, that would be beneficial to the hobby and business? Uh, I Honestly, I would like to... S- it, it'll never happen, but Facebook can be either the best thing or the worst thing for the hobby. Um, I feel bad for new people coming into the hobby because you don't really know who to believe on there because there is a lot of bad information and, uh, you know, there's guys that'll tell you, you know, half the stuff on a rig needs to be replaced because it's a piece of crap and blah, blah, blah. But what not, what everyone's not seeing is that the dude can't drive and just beats the hell out of his equipment, you know, so you can't, you can't really... It, it's pretty tough. You have to kind of consider the source when you're talking to people for information. I wouldn't take anybody too seriously unless I saw they had some nice rigs and have been doing it a while and stuff. You know, it's it's the dude that's, you know, got eight inches of lift on his deadbolt and, you know, 2.2s and stuff that you probably shouldn't be, like, asking that dude, you know, advice on you know, what to, what to do with your brand new RTR rig, you know, what to replace first. So it's, it's tough. It's hard to weed out the nonsense on social media, but at the same time, there is a lot of good information there and helpful information. But I think a lot of people won't speak up because, uh, they don't want to deal with the drama and the people button or, you know, button in and giving their two cents worth. And it just, you know, it turns into a big, joke <laughs> pretty much so yeah. that's i'd like to see that kind of go away and uh i don't know i don't think it will unless moderators start cracking down on stuff and getting getting rid of some of the guys that are notorious for trolling and stuff like that because there's i i do see a lot of uh people being rude to other guys that are brand new to the hobby you know telling them to you know check google or figure it out yourself we had to when we started this hobby i mean just you see a lot of just really BS, you know, answers and information be given to people. And it, it's, it's too bad because, I mean, you see some of the drama and the fights on there and it's like people aren't going to want to do the hobby. They're going to be like, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? These guys are all a bunch of jerks. So um, I think the biggest thing is, like, if you could get everybody to take it upon themselves to be an ambassador for the hobby, then I think it would be that that would be good that 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 was like what i would like to see changed the most i guess and in a simple answer is just you know be an ambassador and uh be cool to everybody and that's it that's what the hobby needs the most i think right now oh yeah mm-hmm. well i guess i'll take my crack at it yeah. so um i got into the industry basically because i kind of have more of a one-to-one background i never came in through comping never owned an rc car other than like you know your little radio shack ones prior to owning my first scx 10 um and i really stumbled across it searching youtube for actually one-to-one videos i was looking up a solid axle swap chevy and it said solid axle chevy axial and i was like i've never heard of a chevy axial what what is this and i watched the video and i thought and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and when I was on the South Bucky. Nice. So that's how I got into it. And then, of course, it just went downhill from there. You start getting on forums, which was like a stepping stone before Facebook took over. 
Um, and then you start going to local events and it just snowballed from there. Um, and then let's see what things do, do I think could be done or need to be done. Honestly, um, I have to agree with both Jay and Elio, um, what they both said, you know, from, um, you know, supporting the hobby, promoting the hobby to being an ambassador of the hobby is all things that need to be done. Um, another big thing that I think needs to be done is I think as far as these companies like are involved, I mean, I know it's like, I know we talk a, a lot of Axial, but what they did, and this is not bashing on anything, but what they were able to do prior to the Horizon ownership was really a pioneering um, step towards like really turning the hobby from really being like a hobby slash business model to being a hobby slash lifestyle where you actually lived what you were doing. It wasn't just mm -hmm. to go out, you know, and have bragging rights and this, that, and the other. You're actually going out, having quality family time. That's what I truly feel Axial Fest was invented for, um, to go out, have a good time, get outdoors, and just have fun and create memories. Um, I'm hoping, you know, that they can continue to do that through Horizon. I'm hoping there can be other companies that can come up with something. I'm start, I mean, clearly look at what, look what ProLine is doing. Um, with ProLine by the fire, um, you know, they're starting to gain traction, you know, and it's crazy that this is the third year that they've been doing this. And this is really their first year that I think they're probably going to break. I think they'll break the 800 attendance mark easily. Oh yeah. So, um, it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, and those are two. So that's basically what I think needs to happen, um, for this hobby to grow. And, and, like to touch back on like what Jay said, just to, just to be positive, you know, give people helpful information, you know, not everything. And that's the one reason why, um, we all get along myself, Elio and Jay is we're all kind of the same when it comes to, we're not going to tell you anything to do that we wouldn't do ourselves. Like we're not yeah. going to tell you spend all this money on these parts. If we're not going to go spend that money on the parts, you know, if we can do it for, cheap or free we'll do it that route too just to show that hey it is doable without having to get you know have, without having to get out the checkbook and spending big amounts of money just to have fun yeah, yeah. just re replace it as it breaks and just you know that's it that's it, the easiest way to do it and the cheapest and i mean i don't know i've just i've never been one to just buy stuff that you don't really need and I you know there's no way I'm going to tell somebody to do the same so well it was a it was a prime example I mean I rarely go through all the pages I mean every once in a while I'll hop on Facebook and I'll check my my notifications and it'll say oh so and so posted in this and then you know um I'll just happen to read over to see if there's anything worth reading and it was pretty funny um somebody posted you know, they just bought or picked up a wraith, and you know they've done the normal stuff. You know, they threw a couple colored, um, you know, aluminum hop-up parts on it. But they were like, "I really want to take this thing to the next level. What are some like definite mods that need to be done?" And one person responded with, um, "You need to buy a lowering kit." And I said, "You know, which in my opinion, yeah, you get that thing lower, it does crawl better, but you don't necessarily need to buy a kit to do that." Um, yeah there's a free hack for that you flip the um the link mounts upside down 
and it actually will lower the rig about like an eighth of an inch, maybe three sixteenths of an inch, which is a decent amount for not having to spend any money. So it's like, you know, that kind of stuff right there. I'm not saying the person that responded was wrong. I'm just saying there's multiple helpful answers out there. Um, so just be helpful when you're giving out these answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have one other really good question that I thought was um, would be a definitely one to answer this week, which is what is the best crawler to get for someone who has never owned a crawler before but is experienced this doesn't make sense but is experienced or not even experienced with rc so what are, you, are they okay, saying so I guess both say, like so i get so i guess what they're saying is what is the best crawler to get maybe you've never been into crawling but you're familiar with rc cars but you don't know what would be the best crawler to get is i'm assuming what they're asking and this was jeremy kim mm. ah okay he's a local here i know him so, um, I guess we'll let uh, we'll let our guests start it off again. No, you guys go. You guys go first. <laughs> All right, Jay, since it, since he's in, since he's a local to you, we'll let you go first. He, okay. So, first of all, I, I know Jeremy through racing, and mm-hmm. uh, he he's fairly new to racing. Is okay. absolutely loving it, having a ball. Um, there's a RC park here that uh, you guys have may seen, may have seen me like post about it, but it's called Die Hard RC and mm-hmm. it's got like an outdoor turf racing track and a drone racing course and a, a airfield and everything like, it's like all inclusive RC experience is kind of what they're doing. And Jeremy doesn't own a crawler yet, but he has been out almost every day, I guess last week working on the crawler course there so that he's got a course ready so that when he does get his scaler he's ready to go so i thought that was really cool so he's he's showing a lot of like enthusiasm and uh you know some initiative trying to get this course set up and he's i mean i i saw it on uh when was it maybe it was saturday or sunday i forget now it must have been saturday but uh no it looked awesome i mean he was doing a really good job so what i've been telling people and we'll we'll see what you guys say but what i tell people for a crawler like the best one to start with is uh the crc 2017 jk and uh elaborate a little bit more why you say the 2017 jk uh, honestly i uh, like for one, it looks rad. I mean, but I'm I I like Jeeps, so you know, for me, the Jeep thing doesn't matter. Um, I think the combination of the metal links, the metal trans gears, it comes with lights. It's got a lot of scale detail, like the door handles and stuff. I I think for the money, you know, for whatever they are, like four oh nine or whatever the retail price is on it. I, I think it's probably one of the best working rigs you can get. The stock tires are pretty darn good. They're a little hard, but not bad. Um, and in stock form, it does really well, and they're and they're really tough. So, I mean, I've got a buddy that just bought one for himself and his girlfriend. He, he liked it so much he got her one, too. So, I, that that's always kind of my pick. I mean, any of them are, any more are pretty good, you know, like the... HPI Venture is another good one, but it doesn't have the aftermarket support the Axial does, and the steering's kind of weak and stuff. So I think somebody that's new, 
might be a little disappointed with the HPI because they're gonna have to buy some stuff right away versus the Axial where you can just pretty much mob it right out of the box and the only like crapshoot about it's a servo. I mean, it may last a month, it may last a year, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, um, I've always been one to say, you know, pretty much any of the main brands, you really can't go wrong because if you've heard of the brand, it's big enough that you've seen it in, the, in a hobby shop, and I, then you know there should be aftermarket support. Um, but I'm pretty biased when I answer this because I'm going to say basically any of the SCX-10 2 platform rigs. Yeah. Um, basically because right out of the box, they just perform well. They're pretty durable. Um, I mean, obviously, like people, you know, a lot of the parts are plastic. Uh, they can break, but um, yeah, that would be my answer. Just mainly for durability, ease of use, um, and the price point. So, and the uh, aftermarket support. Yeah. So, Elio, what would your uh, answer be? Yeah, I think uh, I'd probably go with an RTR. I mean, that's what got me started in on the running RTRs was uh, up at um, Sierra Trek. I yeah, but what? But what? Brand uh, I like the Jeep, the Cherokee, because I'm a Jeep guy. Okay, we'll go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hand feed him Axial. We're talking Axial. Axial, yes, Axial oh. or RTR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so that's what got me into the RTRs. Is I was up at uh, Sierra Trek because um, I had some pretty built rigs. I forget which rig I was running. I was running one of my built ones, over under gears. And uh, Jason was up there, and he had an Art Axial RTR Cherokee. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. And he hands me the remote, and uh, he goes, dude, go take it out. And I'm like, you sure? And I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've had SCX-10s, uh, you know, Gen 1s out of the box and all that. And so I threw a battery in it. And, dude, I was pulling lines that I'm like, oh, my God, this is retarded. <laughs> I said, how, could, how is this going up this? And I was laughing. I mean, uh, I forget who I was with. I mean, he's like, what are you laughing at? I go, dude, this is this is crazy. Out of the box, this thing's doing some amazing stuff. But, yeah, that's what got me hooked. I mean, the Axial RTRs, any of the RTR brands, it's, uh, yeah, the, especially Axial. I mean, just they, they do their homework. The thing performs. I mean, I, I got two years, two-plus years out of a stock RTR with stock electronics, stock servo, stock... Um, even the stock plastic steering arm, and I, I did nothing to it, just just drive it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, see, I think that's what was actually pretty funny, which I'm not sure as far as our 2Chain followers, if they remember this, but me and Elio actually ran the RTR Gray Cherokee in yep. stock form for about a year before we actually really even did anything I mean, we did, like, the minor, like, you know, add a couple of cosmetic things to it to make it a little more personable. But yep. other than that, it was bone stock, everything. And yeah. so we decided, I, I don't, do you remember what you turned yours into? Oh, let's see. I think I turned the, the one into the Bronco, the, the, the green Bronco. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that thing's still running uh, the stock links and everything on it. So that's over two years old. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. And still the stock steering, uh, stock steering plastic arm and servo and uh, uh, motor 
speed control, but uh, last year uh, I had to put, uh, I blew a training gear out, a stock plastic training gear, so I threw a stock plastic one back in it. Yeah, that, that, that's usually one of the common failures with uh, the RTRs. But still, two years, two years of doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, uh, I don't know, I'm just an axial diehard with that. I mean, you know, I, I bought my first one when they came out with the Scorpion and really never turned back. I mean, the support is the biggest thing. Support, support, support. Yeah. And that's why I was saying with the other question we had, saying what would be, you know, companies need to do going on is basically just make sure that the support's still there. Like, you know, interact with companies, um, you know, so that way you can keep it growing because if, you know, if one, if, if it starts dying out, then, you know, the aftermarket support's going to die out with it and yeah. then it's going to become a thing of the past. Yeah. So. I think um, like with Associated, what they're doing, I think if it were me, I would do what like Axial's done in the past and whatnot and kind of had their social media like hype team and get that new rig out to a couple different, uh, yeah businesses to get developing parts but kind of also to customize it and help promote the thing you know so that everybody can see different ones right away when it's released versus just you know box art until enough people buy them to start posting what they've been doing to them well have you funny. ever uh have you ever driven that uh that, that hpi uh rig uh jay yeah man that thing is bitching it's, well, it uh, looks total scale. I mean, the, the body on there looks oh, pretty cool. Is it's it, is it the Land Cruiser, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, FJ Cruiser. That thing was yeah. absolutely awesome. It That was used by probably more of my buddies than I even was able to use it. So it was kind of funny. Every time we go out, somebody would be like, hey, man, is it cool if I drive the Venture for a while? Like, it was... It was kind of everybody's little favorite because it just—it's such a well-balanced rig, and like the front rear weight bias is really good. But the the downfall to having somebody buy one of those is they they have to buy some stuff right away, whereas you don't with the axial, and so that's kind of yeah. why it didn't exactly get my vote. I mean, the stock radio is comfortable, the stock ESC is fantastic, uh, the the stock servo is garbage. So immediately you have to buy a servo. But the nice thing is, and I think Hobbywing is the company that makes, they, that's who uh, OEMs the ESC to HPI. Oh, and that thing has a strong enough BEC that I was able to put a, uh, I put a Tekken servo in it and then also a, uh, a ProTech, um, the, what is it, 570 TBL. And nice. uh, it, I tried both those servos and it never browned out on it. Like it didn't good. that yes the stock ESC was so good you didn't need an external BEC so I mean there's kind of you know you have to weigh your options and stuff but the SEX has the turning radius and everything right away um, you got oh, yeah. you got to buy universals if you want the venture to turn well but I mean once you get universals and a good servo on that venture that is a very capable rig but yeah I've never I've never seen one up close. It, it's pretty smart, man. Like, it's laid out very, very cool, and we're working on some stuff for it right now to make it even better. That That's actually my comp rig this year, so. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I made a truggy bed for it, and it's uh, got a Toyota SR5 body on it now, so it's it's not very recognizable as a venture now, which is also kind of cool. Nice. Um, to circle back to the team-associated thing, 
Um, that's going to be something I was going to say. I know me and Jay have talked about this um, behind the scenes earlier today. But, Elio, have you seen all the stuff with Element RC popping up? Yes, it's uh, popped up twice in my thing. So, what what is it? Some, I guess there's something they're releasing. So, from my understanding, because a birdie, and I don't know if I can release his name, but a birdie got Oh, a birdie told me something. But... A, birdie, a birdie told me earlier that it is basically a adventure series through Team Associated. So, it's going to be like an offshoot of team associated so team associated will be the parent of it but it's going to be an offshoot and to expect some information if you're attending proline by the fire they have some information that will be revealed at proline by the fire nice so um yeah like jay said it'd be nice to see them kind of follow suit with or not just even them, but like anybody, if like Red Cat, or even if like, you know, Traxxas attempted to do it, or HPI, if you come out with a new rig, and you can get it out to the masses, or not to the masses, but to a handful of people that can actually use it, and you can see it in, quote unquote, the wild, prior to buying it, yeah. I think that'll hype it up more to be something to be purchased, versus everything being in a box, or just showing still shots from the company, and then once it's out, you got to wait till everybody else can afford to buy it. Exactly. You can get you can get independent people to try it out and give their opinion on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Post some cool yeah. pictures and post it being customized already, and you know, yeah. you, you could have one dude that does something to that rig that'll end up selling twenty of those rigs for Associated because what that guy did looked so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, yep. it's kind of a, I don't know. I, I would like to see him do it. Cough, cough, Brad Geck. If you're listening, yep. get some of those rigs out. And yeah, so they're going to be at Proline by the Fire. They're going to release something, huh? Uh, that's what a birdie told me. Nice. All right, I can't wait. I can't see. I don't know. It's going to be kind of fun to see something different come out, you know? Well, that's kind of like what we said when Red Cat made the big jump with the Gen 8. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they came out with the Gen 8, and it was a big hype because it was new. It was different. Um, and actually, you have one of those, so you'd actually yes, be do. able to tell us. You'd be able to tell us how that thing works. Um, that works good. I mean, I I like the way it works. Um, like the Jason, like the steering needs some improvement, but I mean, it, it needs to be geared down a little bit. But still, for a base price, somebody coming in, I mean, you know, the price point's really low. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you can get a whole family in, you know, get one for the mom, dad, the kids, and everybody gets to go out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They're, yeah. they're priced right. And plus, that that pack or whatever they call it, the uh, assembled, basically like an assembled slider, that, yes. that is a super good deal. I mean, like, oh, yeah. so... I don't know. That that's definitely something to look at too. May have to pick one of those up at some point. Just see what they're which, all about. Which, in my opinion, I think that whole trend, um, like when Axial came out with the uh, Builder series, the Raw Builder series. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty cool because it's always funny. You get a couple guys that are like super diehard. They want to run the stock body, and they just put a couple stickers on it and they call it their own. Then you get these other people who purchase the rig. They don't even do one run with the stock body on it. And you see the body up for sale in the marketplace. Or back yeah. in the day, we used to see it for sale right away on 
RC Crawler, yep. and they just put on whatever. So, you know, that was actually, like I said, back in the in what I call the heyday, back in the OG SCX10 days, we used to basically have to build your rig. So even if you bought one, you had to change the battery location, you were changing the steering, you were, um, you know, all the stuff. Like so, basically, you you build one almost from scratch from an RTR. So to see the option of just buying something where you can mix and match the parts that you're going to upgrade anyways, I think in the long run saves that person money if that's about to go. Oh, yeah. Yep. I remember the heydays. Yep. Back in the day, you had to build your own stuff. Yep. So, um, let's see. I know another thing we could talk about, and that's mainly because we actually have the person who helped put it in gear um so snowmod rc released a new part this week called the snow caps and elio had his hand in that yeah yeah so that was that was super go ahead now i say so do you want to tell us what it is yeah so what it is is uh it's a uh so when, when you build a rig and you run um like a v, like I'm running VP wheels and I run a deep offset hub. Well, the wheel nut is way down inside there, and I like to run hubs or something. I don't like to see the big holes, um, so I couldn't really get a hub in there. So I talked to Bryn and I said, "Hey, can you develop something like a hub that'll press in, um, that it won't fall out, and you can take it out, take the wheel nut off, you know?" So he, he did his wonder and printed it out of his top secret stuff and came up with hubs. Uh, but press in so I mean it, it makes a huge difference on the wheel from a hole to actually look a scale looking worn hub that just presses in I mean super cool I mean I've been thinking about this forever you know because nobody really has anything out there you know everybody has you got to buy the, the special tool you have to screw them on then you got to lock tie them because if they fall off that's like 22 bucks to buy some other ones and, and they will say, fall off too I had them. Uh-huh. I, they will fall off, too. It's not. Oh yeah, not I had a red lock tied mine on. <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer about scale hubs that way. You know, yeah. I talked to Brandon on and off all day today on Messenger just about different stuff, and he, he didn't once mention a new product. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I think uh, Mr. he's Hummel. already had some people acquire, but he said he's gonna price. Uh, he's gonna bring a couple down to Proline by the fire. But uh, I think they're I think they'd be a good seller, especially the guys like I said that run the deep offset that don't want you know to look at a hole they want to add the little scale touch just pop these things in there. Well, what I would like to see that would be kind of nice is even if you weren't doing such a deep offset, if they would work because actually I was staring at uh, my Blazer build today and I was like, well, it's not really a deep offset the wheel itself is a deep more deep dish wheel but it's not really deep offset but i can't fit anything else on there unless i guess i got you know some normal you know hubs that you you know like the scale hubs so i was almost going to hit them up and say hey do you think these would work in this or no yeah no they will we set it at a a certain like i think we did we did like inch or three quarters of an inch and you can trim it Oh, it's okay. rubbery, so it will just press in like the junkyard dog. Um, I run in five millimeter. I don't know if you go back in the day, Jay, but I'm running uh, Super Dave 300 uh, CVDs in there. You remember Super Dave? No, that that's all before my time. 
Oh, dude, five millimeter shafts. I mean, oh, in the front, it's all concrete. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like indestructible. So I wanted to put a set on there, so I got a set, and I trimmed them all the way down and augered it out because it is rubber. Dude, they fit, and it's shallow, and they fit tight in there. So awesome. they'll work on any rim. That's killer. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to check them out then because um, that's definitely one rig I would like to clean up that look because it's like you got this nice wheel, super scale build, and then you, you're staring at the wheel. You're staring at a hole or you're like, oh, God, it just needs that touch. Well, I'm yeah. not staring. It's not so much I'm staring at a hole. I'm staring at a wheel nut. Like, I can see the wheel nut. That's what I'm like. Yeah, oh. I mean, I don't know. That to me, I don't just this. It, it, it would just add that little like, oh, this is super simple. And look, at it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm tired and of buying rear, SSD and then, on the, and then on the rears, the rears he does, he's got blanks. Uh, they're just a, they're round with the flat surface. So what I did is I took a, uh, my wife's got a sewing kit, so I took some pins, I cut them, and I did uh, eight perfectly good circle, like eight bolts. Nice. Dumped them in there, so like it's a full floater. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cheap and easy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's great. So, so yeah. So, um, along with so with that, uh, we have the Element RC. I mean, man, this week is just gonna be. I mean, there's so much to talk about. It's just unbelievable. There's an axial release. Another axial release too. There's that yep. too. I forgot so, all about that. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. We did this last time. Let's uh, <laughs> let's take some get. Let's take some guesses. Do we have any guesses on what this new rig is? gonna be not me let's start, let's start with you jay i dude I've, I've got nothing for you i i looked and looked and looked and i mean it looks like a tall vehicle um i i don't know i mean maybe it's a rtr unimog i'd kind of hate to see that right after just getting the kit but <laughs> um i don't know it, it'll be interesting to see i i can't I absolutely can't tell though. It's not like before where they gave us some decent clues. Yeah, is it is it going to be a, a a new rig like all new, or is it just going to be like Jay said, the uh, you know an RTR? Well, if you want my honest opinion, and it came from somebody who might have spoiled it already. I don't know where I saw it online, but it might be a miniaturized vehicle of one oh. of the Is it the mini? It might be the mini because somebody said that somebody because if you look at the first picture, the first picture it actually looks really small and close to the ground. So I was like, "Ooh, maybe they're me, me and you talked about this. We we I knew was, this. We knew this uh, two years ago." Yeah, but like I said, it may not be that. It may not be that, and that's why I don't want to totally give it away. But no, 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 there's no. speculation. Yeah. There's speculation that it could be that. My other speculation is the original picture that I saw. It actually looked kind of low to the ground. So at first I thought, well, maybe it's a um, re-release of the EXO, you know, because now that, you know, they re-released the, the, um, uh, the Honcho, the Deadpool, you know, all the rigs, like the iconic rigs that made Axial what they were or what they are. And, you know, now you could have the EXO add that to the fleet um, because a lot of people were asking to bring that back. So, but then once I saw the picture that I saw I think it was today. Now that you that they say that it actually looks like a smaller picture, like it looks like a, a normal sized vehicle if you shrunk it down. So I'm yeah. like, hmm, is this a, is this a small rig? I mean, I don't know. It's uh, 
you know, hard. Last yeah. time I totally guessed and I was wrong all together and Jay was right. But <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> it, it was pure luck before because I got nothing now, so. Yeah, me either. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I have no idea. No clue. Well, we'll have to wait because I heard rumors have it that I think tomorrow. Yes, I was watching their live feed and they said they were going to release something tomorrow. Oh, okay. So, I, I figured they were doing it Friday like everybody else. No, see, which is actually crazy because if you think about it, we're, everybody's actually getting a lot of cool, um, I guess, news and releases this week because we got Axial releasing something tomorrow. We got Team Associated is releasing something um, at Proline by the Fire. Um, I don't know if Proline's releasing anything at Proline by the Fire because it's like kind of their event. And you notice how we haven't really seen anything from them that recent. Right. Um, so who knows if they're going to have a new body or wheels or whatever. So um, I'm actually. They've been, they, they, they've, been, they've been releasing a lot of drag stuff. Yeah, I saw they're finally on board with that. I was wondering when they would, because J Concepts has been killing that market. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. Fun and exciting times in Scale RC. Woohoo! <laughs> <So>, Even <laughs> yeah. more choices for rigs. Everybody should love that. Oh, yeah. So, um, I think, I don't know. I'm actually starting to run out of things to talk yeah. about now. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm actually so, charging batteries right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought I heard the, the charger in the background go off a couple times. Oh, yeah. Yep, I'm getting ready. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's been, it's which, been a long day order. Which is funny because, you know, I talk to some people about this all the time, and, and like, you know, even Michelle, she'll ask me, how do you guys know what to talk about? for like an hour, hour and a half, and how do you guys choose what to talk about for an hour, hour and a half? And I said, well, to tell you the truth, the way me and Jay have been doing it, we kind of just shoot from the hip. It's kind of like, yeah. we don't even really have anything to say. We just kind of like start talking, and then if it leads into a conversation, then we just keep going with it until, <laughs> we, have no, until we have nothing else to say. Yeah. Whereas like our first episode was very structured, and we were trying to stay on like a structured timeline, and it just felt stale and stagnant and just forced. Yeah, it was, it was like, not a comfortable situation no, at all. Like, but no. I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Like, you know, let's have segments. We'll have news. We'll have this. We'll have this. But honestly, like the casual conversation, I kind of just enjoy more. I mean, there's stuff you know that we want to like touch on, of course. But I mean, I, I don't know. I like not having any direction and just. BSing and seeing where it takes us, and I, I, yeah. I, I like that with other podcasts, you know, like I, I like that kind of just loose, like no real format to it. Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, cause I know Brandon Catton said this to me earlier today too. Is he said it reminds me of a bunch of friends just sitting around a campfire, just talking and having a good time. So, and I said, you know, it's funny you say that because it kind of is. We're just sitting around talking, and you just see where it goes. It's nothing. You know, that's actually pretty yeah. cool. Like that, that's actually kind of a cool compliment, you know? Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. No, and it's definitely been, um, what I think is pretty cool too. And I know we'll, we'll put a link, um, cause I'm sure if you don't know who Julio is, 
um, or you haven't seen his stuff, we'll put a link to his stuff on our page. Um, I know we get a lot, we have had, not a lot, but we have had people ask us, hey, you talk about this brand, or you talk about that product, or you talk about this, and they would like to see some sort of a list or like a cat, like somewhere where they can go and view the stuff we're talking about. So I figure if there's anybody out there who has seen Julio stuff, uh, one of a kind builder, uh, we'll have to put that on a page. And we hear more batteries going on. More batteries going off. <laughs> that sounds like a Duratrax Onyx charger. Nope. It's nope. a high, high tech. Ah, okay. Multi charger. That is a very yeah, familiar we're, sounding we're, beep. <laughs> yeah, we're running the same we're running the same one. That's one of the best honestly, that is one of the best purchases in this hobby that I ever did was get a multiple charger because I remember first getting into this. Um, I remember back in the day when me and Monty used to drive up to all the events. We used to, the night before, I'd start like at dinner time. All right, plug in a battery, charge it. All right, that one's done. Put a post it note on it. Take the next one, plug it in. Okay, it's done. Put a post it note on it. And we had, we'd have to go through like four batteries just to make sure that we had it. It would take forever. Now it's, all right, you got a multiple charger? Plug four batteries in, start them all, walk away. Oh, yeah. Done, you know, it just makes life easier. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so you're not sitting there watching batteries the whole time. But My kid's got yeah, a dual ProTech, and that's a pretty cool one. But I, I still have just a single charger, but it's a uh, eye charger, and those things can charge up to, like, 30 amps. They're pretty crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're dangerous. Yeah, so there's a bomb <laughs> that happen there. Yeah. <laughs> So cool. Uh, what was I gonna say? That actually kind of leads almost to a topic that we've never actually really talked about. Is like proper safety when it comes to charging batteries. Oh, I have no business talking about that. <laughs> no, me either. No, me either. I'm so I bad. I don't follow any etiquette. <laughs> really? Nope. Man, I don't. What kind of friends do I associate myself with? I don't, dude. I just charge them up. I I. I balance charge them just because, like, every time, you know, just for longevity's sake. But, man, like, I put them away charged, dead. They'll yep. sit for a year. And, honestly, I haven't had hardly any batteries go dead. I've got batteries here that are four years old that still balance perfectly. And I haven't really taken that great a care, you know, care of them well, other me, than me just either, charging. Dude. I, got, I got all the ones that, uh, uh, all those 6,000 milliamp. Uh, three cells I got from CKRC when he was doing his batteries, dude. I haven't done. They'll sit for like a year charged. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've pushed, yeah. I've never done any any maintenance, and I've never had a battery go out. Well, okay. I guess if you're talking about that case, yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't do that whole discharge and recharge and all that stuff. Yeah, storage um, charge and all that. No, I don't do all that, but what I'm saying is as far as like safety is, I've always made sure that when I charge my batteries that I that I have them either in sight, so if something happens, I can, you know, throw it outside or whatever. Or oh, whatever. I always charge it on a metal, my metal uh, bench. That's the other thing I was going to say. Put it on a proper surface. The, the, yeah, a lot of times what I'll do is, um, see, back in the day when we used to always hotel it, I'd always charge them in the bathroom on the countertops because they're usually like some sort of a stone, so they're not really flammable. Right. 
Um, so that way, if something happens, it's you know not gonna be too catastrophic. It might be very smoky. Set off a smoke detector. Yeah. But it, but it wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna set the thing up in flames. So, um, and then the only other thing too is when I store mine, I store all mine in an ammo can. I started doing that and then transporting them in a lipo bag, just because mm-hmm. I have this weird paranoia that I'm gonna catch my car on fire one of these days. So. They, yeah, I, I don't even store. I, I well, for long trips, I put them in the ammo can, but I don't store them. In, I just put them on the shelf. I, you know what? If you, think, if you think about it, the only time you're gonna have a battery bad is if you you impact it on a roll, and it's dented, or you know, because all you know, my rigs, mine and Adams, are all encased. I mean, there's nothing to get to the battery. Right. Mm-hmm. When you run the full scalers, I mean, like, like comp rigs, yes. Like my comp rig, the battery is right out in front on top of the axle, and that thing got hit so many times. So. Soft packs always sketched me out. Like they just huh? soft packs. I never had any experience with really up until I started doing scale stuff, and because uh, everything for racing had to be hard case batteries. And yeah. So the soft packs, like that, that was just kind of a whole new sketchy thing for me. But I mean, like I'm so paranoid about it that I even have like the ammo can is like literally sitting right next to the door of the shop so i can like pick it up and throw it outside <laughs> launch that thing out <laughs> yeah like it's i i've seen enough horror stories and had a few friends that have had some garage fires one of them was pretty severe to where now like i i really the only safety precautions i take is just storage and that's it you know just keeping them yeah. somewhere safe but yeah that's pretty much my thing too is just making sure it's like safe for storage um because, like, I mean, I've seen it, and the worst that I've ever seen is, like, sometimes I don't think some of the parents explain to the kids, especially when you're running lipo batteries. I mean, if you're running the nickel metal hydrate, which I don't even know really that many people that run those anymore, but if you're running the lipos, which are basically the one, like, all the battery family we've been talking about, um, is they'll run the scaler and sometimes you see them coming back up the trail and the battery's like being drugged by the plug and it's like hanging out the car. (laughs) Do you not realize that's a bomb? (laughs) Asking for trouble. Um, And yeah, so it's pretty crazy. We've Um, seen guys doing laps with a battery hanging out the side of their short course and stuff on the track. It's so funny. well, I was going to say, some of the stuff, like some of the actual racing stuff, they want you to use a hard pack. They don't want you using soft packs. Yeah, we, yeah. Our, our local track, they don't allow soft packs. So it's just something I just never even messed with because of that. Yeah, almost every single one of my batteries is a soft pack, except for I got one hard pack, and that's the one that I run in the slash um, for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. um, that thing goes super fast and it's not always on its wheels so i if if the battery is going to come out of there i'd like it to be somewhat protected yeah that's not a bad idea you know when i think about it when we're talking about all this battery stuff i'm like man we are terrible role models when it comes to how we're (laughs) supposed it's like oh screw it just run them like people are like you know hey don't fix it yeah it's (laughs) that's too funny that's Um, funny Especially yeah, no, with the batteries, just, we need a disclaimer: funny. do not do what we do. No, yeah, yeah, do not, do not always do what we do. I mean, we have some good information 
But some of the stuff we do is, you know, I guess a viewer or a, what is it? Use self-discretion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Instead of uh, always having to go, oh, well, I don't know. What are we going to talk about? I wonder if we should just uh, end it on that note. Yeah. Yeah, we're right. You know, hour, I, think, I think we had a good session. Hour and yeah. eight minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, well, it's, it'll definitely be one of our shorter episodes, but um, That's okay. a lot of fun fact information. Um, yeah, so if there, is there anything else, anybody else you'd like to say anything to, Ilya, before we end this? Mm, no, just see everybody down at Proline by the fire. I, I would like All to right. point something out, though, really quick. Okay. E, your voice, dude, coming through the computer speakers you sound exactly like charlie sheen really yeah dude you sound just <laughs> like charlie sheen on here it's man, so man, funny man, 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 <laughs> man, man, man. you're his vocal stunt double yeah. <laughs> all right my alter ego dude right there you sounded just like him again it's so funny i wonder <laughs> if, i wonder if anybody else is gonna pick up on that now it, <laughs> We got Charlie Sheen today. <laughs> Dude, it, it could totally pass for it. Wow. Well, I, I don't have anything of any substance left, so I what little I actually had to say, I already said. So, <laughs> so, so I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you at some events, Jay. Man, I hope so. It's Once I get this physical therapy started and can figure out a way to manage this arthritis a little bit better that'll be nice but i i wanted to go to by the fire james knight said i could stay with him and stuff down there but man i i couldn't have survived the plane ride so i don't know we'll see i i'll try and maybe hit up crawl for a cure just because you know mark's event and stuff and i really like mark so it'd be kind of fun to go down there and hang out with you guys and support yeah, his great. thing and stuff too so yeah no, yeah, it's it's definitely fun. What I what I really enjoy about Crawford here, um, especially with this new location. I mean, don't get me wrong, I really enjoy, and I still do enjoy crawling at um, Rollins Lake. Um, is at the new one at Bear Mountain, if I'm not mistaken. Bear, Bear Valley, or is it Bear Valley? I thought, it was, I thought it was Bear Mountain Valley. Or maybe yeah, something like that. Or Bear Mountain Lake Resort or something like that. Anyways, um, they actually are able to set up multiple areas now. So there's like, it, they're kind of following suit with like what Axial Fest did. Oh, um, cool. There's there's multiple, like you're, you're not, there's not all the days of the bottleneck. I mean, I got so many stories with like, with Elio when we used to go to some of the events for like the GSRCC back in the day. We used to get there you'd have the diehards that are like, I'm going to get out there. And they're like the first ones on the course. We used to sit back at the truck for almost 45 minutes before we'd hit the trail because we wait for all the bottlenecks to get through. Oh yeah. yeah then we'd be like, all right, let's hit it. So now it's kind of a way they've, you know, gotten out of bottleneck situations. So I thought that was always pretty cool. Um, when people are coming up with ingenious ways of, uh, making things better. The only thing, which I still don't know how. I mean, everybody's tried to crack the code, but the raffles, 
those are the hard ones because like just like axio fest you're there for like two plus hours yeah yeah that's true there's, there's no there's no there's no easy way to do it though I and mean, that's the thing though unfortunately yeah. i don't really think there is an easy way because i know mark tried it with the one ticket thing like like last year i think he spent like 20 bucks you got like 25 tickets but instead of giving you 25 tickets with all these different numbers on them and you had to count through them they took one ticket and they had that ticket in there 25 times so all you had to do is hold the one ticket if your ticket gets called that's it you know super super simple you're not having school but you know but there's still you get the people who don't pay attention or they're doing whatever and then they come all the way full circle back around and they go to double check to make sure that nobody has this one and they go it's the guy sitting right in front and you're like who are you asleep like (laughs) 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 so but anywho um yeah we'd love to see you at some events so that'd be fun we'll um, try yeah um with that being said, I guess we'll end it and we'll say uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, Definite awesome. Thanks cool for coming on, man. Having our, our very first uh, special guest on the show. Um, Charlie Luke. Sheen in the house. Definitely look forward to we'll have some more special guests on the show in the future. And until next time, guys. Have fun, stay safe out on the trails, and we'll see you next week. All right. Later, guys.